Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, whatever part of the day you're in. I appreciate you joining me. Hopefully it helps you get through at least a few minutes of your day, driving, lunch, conference period, dishes, laundry, ferrying kids from one point to the next. And for those of y'all that continue to share the podcast and to help it to grow, I'm incredibly grateful and humbled by that. Thank you so much. And God, thank you for another day to do this. So we have one kitty cat. We're going to have a little sit instead of our normal walk down the road. And a couple of puppy dogs, although they're being extremely lazy. And we got some rain again today. Went out and worked in the garden a little bit. Have some pumpkins and squash coming, not coming in, but growing well as long as I can keep the little vine borer bugs off of them. We'll see. I don't have a whole lot of hope. We've really struggled with that over the last couple of years. Although my, my father seems to have a plan, so <laughs> we'll test that out. And some other odds and ends. Kind of interesting today, but maybe we'll talk about them later. We're going to go ahead and get started. So we're going to run through a couple quotes today, if we get a chance. And... The first is going to be a Supreme Court case. We're really going to, we're going to talk about not the divide in America today so much, but what caused it and and why we're at the point that we are. And it really was, this all goes back about 80 years, folks, to, it goes back longer than that if you're just talking about the, the desire and the attitude, but the Supreme Court case in 1947, that really is where we set the stage for where we're at today. One of our dogs is going to come over and say hello. Our Black Knight fighter. Yes. So we'll take a look at first it's a court case and this is coming out of the patriots bible folks if you don't have a copy of this i highly recommend it it's a wonderful resource i use it frequently for those of y'all that listen you know that and we're also if we have time going to pull one quote from the america god and country encyclopedia this is a 1952 case, Supreme Court case of Zork versus Clawson, in which the Supreme Court upheld the position that New York City permits its public schools to release students during school hours to go to religious centers for religious instruction or devotional exercises. The First Amendment, however, does not say that in every respect there shall be a separation of church and state. Rather, it studiously defines the manner, the specific ways in which there shall be no concert or union or dependency one on the other. 
That is the common sense of the matter. Otherwise, the state and religion would be aliens to each other, hostile, suspicious, and even unfriendly. You can already see. Yes, I see you. Our, my cat, our, one of our cats decided to come sit. <laughs> They're very needy. You can already see the problem here, folks, in that this Supreme Court case is talking about no concert or union or dependency uh, between one and the other. And that's not at all what the First Amendment said. The First Amendment doesn't say say that at all. It says that the state, that Congress shall make no laws, that, that it won't control religion. But it doesn't say anything about faith affecting public policy, public institutions. And, and so you can already kind of see here the mental gymnastics required by this 1947 ruling immediately in other cases and and how the the Supreme Court was already having to kind of twist itself around to to justify the separation of church and state ruling which by the way I I feel like every time I talk about this which I guess I talk about this almost every podcast in some form or fashion but when I specifically talk about it, I feel like I need to make this statement. You know, separation of church and state is nowhere in the Constitution, nor is it anywhere in the Declaration. And that letter that Jefferson wrote, he was trying to reassure a the Baptist, the Danbury Baptist pastor, that the United States government was not going to pick one denomination over another. He wasn't saying anything at all about kicking religion out of the United States government, faith affecting policy. So municipalities, we'll keep going here. Municipalities would not be permitted to render police or fire protection to religious groups. Policemen who helped parishioners into their places of worship would violate the Constitution. Prayers in our legislative halls, the appeals to the Almighty, and the messages of the chief executive, the proclamation making Thanksgiving Day a holiday, so help me God in our courtroom oaths, these and all other references to the Almighty that run through our laws, our public rituals, our ceremonies, would be flouting the First Amendment. A, this is, this is exactly where the left has us heading today. We're heading toward atheistic USSR, Soviet Union, right? Regardless of what they say, even the people that claim to be Christian that support the left, that's where we're headed. And and so this little paragraph kind of looks forward, you know, it, I won't say it's premonition, but it kind of is. But the really thing that struck me here is so so in this Supreme Court ruling, they acknowledge that it's, you know, Thanksgiving Day, uh, the messages of the chief executive. So help me God and our oaths our all of our laws, our public rituals, our ceremonies. God runs through all these. And, and 
This Supreme Court case doesn't mention it, folks, but we're going to talk about a Supreme Court justice that does in just a minute. But make no mistake, they're talking about God the Father, Jesus Christ, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so how did we get separation of church and state in 47? And then five years later, we get this Supreme Court case where they acknowledge, well, all of our laws, all of our rituals, all of our messages, you know, Thanksgiving Day, God's in all of those. It, it, it makes no sense. It, 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 there's, you know, we read from a children's book, an excerpt for those of y'all that have been around, around the podcast for a while. I don't remember, a couple months ago. We've gone through it a couple times. And it talked about the person that doesn't acknowledge the role of Christianity in the history of America. That's the person that's out of step with our history and heritage. And the Supreme Court was grossly out of step with truth, history, and heritage in the United States when they made that decision. Grossly. A fastidious atheist or agnostic could even object to the supplication with which the court opens each session. God saved the United States and this honorable court. And, and that's where we are today, too, right? Folks, you see more and more attacks on, uh, in God we trust, on our money. Uh, one nation under God and our pledge of allegiance, our school systems in particular. That's that's where the battle is really fierce, folks, for the minds of our young children, both in culture, uh, you know, whether it's PBS, public broadcasting or Disney, Nickelodeon, just marketing by companies like Target or others for children or in the actual school system. The left is and has been for decades, and we haven't either we haven't acknowledged this or we've put on blinders or whatever you want to say, but they've been coming after our kids for a while, folks, and it just is getting ramped up more and more. So at any rate, this is exactly where we're going. So we'll continue. We are a religious people. And our institutions presuppose a Supreme Bank. So this Supreme Court case, just after separation of church and state, acknowledges that we're a religious people, that we presuppose God. And they're not, this Supreme Court might have been, folks, I don't know if this was the same body, different body, but they may have been talking about deism. But our history isn't. Our history is absolutely Christian in nature, God the Father of Jesus Christ, the Son and Holy Spirit. When the state encourages religious instruction or cooperates with religious authorities by adjusting the schedule of public events to secretarian needs, it follows the best of our traditions. For it then respects the religious nature of our people and accommodates the public service to their spiritual needs. To hold that it may not would be to find in the Constitution a requirement that the government show a callous indifference to religious groups. That would be preferring those who believe in no religion over those who do believe, which is kind of where we are today. We find no constitutional requirement makes it necessary for government to be hostile to religion. 
and to throw its weight against the efforts to widen the scope of religious influence. The government must remain neutral when it comes to competition between sects. And we're going to get back to this line in just one second, folks. We cannot read into the Bill of Rights such a philosophy of hostility to religion. Because there wasn't one, folks. Because even this Supreme Court already realized that they had made a mistake, I guess. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe they didn't care. But there is, there is no hostility toward religion in the Bill of Rights. There is hostility toward the government controlling faith and religion. But there's no hostility. In fact, again and again, and if you've been with this podcast for any length of time, you know this. Our founders acknowledged that we had to turn to God for help, that we needed God. And so let me go back real quick before I get too far down the rabbit trail. Competition between sects. They're talking about different denominations. This is huge. We've talked about this before on the podcast. We'll talk about it again. Uh, 1983, Alabama, court case, Jaffrey versus the Board of School Commissioners of Mobile County. Judge Brever Hand quoted from 19th century United States Supreme Court Justice Joseph Story. And so this is Justice Story's quote about the, the original meaning of the First Amendment, requoted in a 1983 Alabama court case. The real object of the First Amendment was not to countenance, much less to advance Mohammedanism or Judaism or infidelity by prostrating Christianity, but to exclude all rivalry among Christian sects or denominations and to prevent any national ecclesiastical patronage of the national government. This is huge, folks. This is a huge point. The First Amendment was not written to bring Christianity down on a level with Judaism or Islam or Buddhism, Hinduism, atheism, Mother Natureism, whatever you want to pick one. The First Amendment was written to keep Baptists and Methodists and Protestants and uh, any group there, Catholics, from fighting each other. But this is a Christian nation. We were born this way. And, and we have to have, you know, we say often on this podcast, you don't have to be an American, I mean a Christian in order to be an American. But if we don't follow those principles of Christ, we can't maintain freedom and liberty. And you have to have God and the principles of Christ in order to maintain that freedom and that liberty. And so many, Washington talked about it. Uh, you know, Jefferson himself, I always, I, I didn't pull this quote up and I should. I'll paraphrase it though. He said, you know, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ in the truest sense because I follow his principles. And that's exactly what we need. We have to have that. Uh, John Adams talked about it. His wife, Abigail Adams, talked about it. Uh, Harry Truman, Woodrow Wilson, Calvin Coolidge, FDR, Lincoln, Grant, Reagan, all of these leaders, I mean, and just so many others talked about the fact that this was a Christian nation. We had to turn to God for help. 
and that the only way for our nation to survive, our republic to survive, was to have this core set of values that united us based on the teachings of Christ. And so when separation of church and state came in, that threw all this stuff out of whack. We're going to read one more. I think I have time. This comes from an 1833 uh, book, actually, Commentaries on the Constitution of the United States by Justice Joseph Story. Again, this is from Volume 3. It yet remains a problem to be solved in human affairs, whether any free government can be permanent, where the public worship of God and the support of religion constitute no part of the policy or duty of the state in any assignable shape. And this is what I was trying to get at just now. If we don't have faith in God, and if if God doesn't play a huge role, you go back to that 52 court case where they're talking about the fact that God is in our laws and rituals and our public institutions. If we don't have God justify, just a story here was saying, you know, can we have a free people, a free government? And I, I, I'd like to think that he was really kind of asking a rhetorical question. I feel pretty sure he was because he knew the answer was no. And, and this is what I mean when I talk about this divide, folks. You, you, you can't have logically citizens that reject our founding faith and principles and want to go toward the atheism that we saw in the the Soviet Union and other places, communist China, and a people that hold to our founding faith and principles based on the teachings of Christ. You just can't continue to coexist and reconcile. It's, It's like a marriage where the husband and wife want two completely different things based on values. It's not a matter of of one spouse wanting a truck and the other wanting a car. It's, uh, this is horrible analogy, folks, but it's all I can think of right now. It's the difference between one, one spouse thinking that adultery is okay and the other spouse thinking that it's not. Maybe that's not as bad an analogy as I thought. When you have a moral difference like we do in the people, the divide is, is, it's insurmountable as is. And we either keep going toward USSR or we go toward a fight. At any rate, hopefully y'all got something out past all my ramblings. Uh, I sure do appreciate y'all joining me. Y'all remember these. Go back and listen to the quotes, if nothing else. Add those to your toolbox so that when somebody tries to tell you that this isn't a Christian nation, you know these things in your in your mind, in your heart. God bless y'all. <laughs> I'm losing my, my speech here tonight. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon. Looking forward to it.